fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. I just think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. The horses are at the gate. And they're off. Welcome to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. With the weekend coming up, this is the spot to be for news, handicapping, and spotlights featuring the winners behind horse racing today. Now, here's your host, Ed Meyer. And good evening and welcome to Winning Ponies. I'm your host, Ed Meyer. I'm here each and every Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern Time or 5 Pacific, talking about the sport of kings. As I have said before, I am a player just like you. And I'm going to share a little story with you because it's called a beating story. I think everybody has a closet full of beating stories, but as a player, as just an average Joe, I went to a play in a little contest, a little track called Keeneland. They have a monthly contest, really, really nice. Nice little spread, really cool, a whole lot of fun. Last Friday, I was actually handicapping, having a great time, and I was in the lead. Now, this is something... That is, uh, I've been there a few times, but now I'm leading for three races, and I'm really, really looking good. In the final race, I took what's called a bad beating. A bad beating. All that I had to do, it was a small field, was find a nice five to two. I cannot do it. I cannot pull it off. So I run second. I'm not going to cry about second, but I deserve it. I just, I took the wrong, I took the wrong chalker. That's all it was. It came down to two chalks. I just went the wrong way. But it was a whole lot of fun. It was a satellite qualifier. And the whole method to the madness is, anytime you see any handicapping contest in your area, online, jump aboard. Because, remember, you cannot win it unless you get in it. And to make the pain even worse, my dad beat me the last time out. Now, that's called pain personified. Because that has to live with you. But anytime you get your shot to actually jump into a contest, I say pay the bucks, dig in the dig in your jeans, and pull out the greens. Make it happen. A whole lot of fun. This year, Winning Ponies is stepping up as far as a contest in a major way and sending me to the Horse Player World Series in February. I'm going to compete with some of the best players in the land. I'm really looking forward to this. I've been out there the last three years, and luckily I've, I've cashed in. I've had a little bit of a check payout. It's been really nice, so wish me luck. Winning Pony stepping up, sending Ed Meyer out there, and I'm going to do battle. So there's plenty of space available, so come on out with me. Make the trip. It's going to be worth it. It's at the Orleans. It's going to happen about the third week in February. They put on a top-notch show. Have a lot to do this evening. We're going to recap last week. We're going to talk about what's up in racing, the biggins. Our special guest this week, Mr. Jack Anessian from River Downs. Talking about the state of racing in Ohio, general manager Jack Nessian, nice guy, one of the one of the cool heads in racing. Dangerous Dan, our man, Dangerous Dan, giving out winners, something we can always count on. And then we always finish up the final furlong with hardcore handicapping to finish out the show. But before I get started here, don't let me get away from the trivia question of the week. I've been throwing some softballs out here, and here comes another one. All you have to do is dial us up at 1-888-346-9144. Once again, 1-888-346-9144. Answer the trivia question, get on board, and I will hook you up with some really, really cool winning ponies gear. The hat and the T-shirt are really good looking. 
trivia question of the week. Who rode Charismatic to win the 1999 Derby? Who rode Charismatic to win the 1999 Derby? 1-888-346-9144. If you think it's easy, dial us up because it's a softball. I'm throwing it at you, and you just get to take down some Winning Ponies gear. Definitely worth the call. Okay, recapping last week's action. We had the Sunshine Millions, a lot of action. I mean, we were bouncing back from Gulfstream to Santa Anita, and I'm going to try to put it in a barrel with a bottom in a nutshell. The marquee event, the Million Dollar Classic, it's a bird, wins uh, by, by about five and a quarter lengths over late-running dry martini. So that was a really nice run there. Leah's Secret uh, it won the $500,000 distaff at Santa Anita, and it had the best late kick and really did her duty. At Santa Anita, Soldier's Dancer. Rally from last of 13 to win the $500,000 turf by a half of a dirty length over Precious Passion. Very nice race indeed there. In the $500,000 Philly and Mare Turf at Gulfstream, Wild Promises live up to her odds-on favorite status, stalking the pace and moving out past the leaders in the stretch, winning by a length of three quarters. Very nice indeed. Georgie Boy, he took the shortest way around in the $300,000 sprint at Santa Anita. Getting through on the inside and the turn, drawing clear and finding that the uh, the hedge on the rail is the place to be. High resolve led from the get-go in the $300,000 Hillendale filling and mare sprint at Gulfstream, winning by two and a quarter lengths over Dubai Majesty. Really nice. This one's for Phil. Stumbled at the start. This was a very nice one to watch. This one's for Phil. Stumbled at the start for the $250,000 dash for three-year-olds at Gulfstream, but recovered quickly, set off the pace, and went on in the stretch to win by two and a quarter lengths at double-digit odds. So you have your, your chalk players. You got paid just for paying attention. Also on the Triple Crown Trail, I want to mention Conger Bay. Head away behind rivals in the stretch in Monday's $70,000 San Pedro Stakes at Santa Anita. Splits horses in the final 16th and goes on to win by a half of a length. Very nice and neat Conger Bay in flat-out wasn't asked for run in the final turn of Monday's $50,000 Smarty Jones Stakes at Oakland Park, then came four wide into the stretch, takes the lead, accelerates under urging. I could just hear Terry Wallace calling that race. It's flat out really looked the part. I saw it on uh, video and was definitely one that I've put down in the memory banks, and I've also put it down in my stable mail. So that's in last week in a nutshell. I'm going to give you a little bit of what's happening around the world in news. Tracknet, signals unavailable in Las Vegas. After a bit of tranquility on the off-track wagering front of 209, guess what? The good times have already failed to uh, make it through the first month of the new year. In Nevada, Tracknet Media is asking casino racebooks to, to pay an increased rate for simulcast signals. The contract expired January one. But it was, it was extended through January 24. They failed to reach an agreement. <laughs> now they're cutting off racing signals and information to tracks in Nevada. Is, isn't that a tough way to sit in the race book? Gulfstream, Santa Anita, Golden Gate, Laurel, Oakland, not going to be out there. So if you're heading out to Vegas, you're not going to see some of the best tracks out there. When Las Vegas Race and Sportsbook Director John Avello who's been involved in negotiations for the Nevada Paramutual Association, said the two sides had made no progress since Sunday. Uh, that's, that's rough. <laughs> but, but here's one for you. We don't have all the signals, but 
But if someone wants to walk in and bet on one of those tracks, we'll book their action. We'll book their action. Can't see it. Can't really bet parimutuel. We'll book their action. You know, that's pretty impressive. You know, when it used to represent Vegas, that is, 10 to 15% of the off-track handle, it made sense to negotiate at a lower rate. Nevada casinos now account for less than 4% of the track, the off-track handle. To me, that is incredible. That is a significant drop. That shows the game of racing is just not, it's just not hurting at your local track or OTB. It's hurting all over. Trainer Cole Norman. Released from prison. Cole Norman, a leading trainer for years at Oakland Park, has been released from prison after serving a negligent homicide sentence for a fatal traffic crash. Norman was 40 years old, is 40 years old, was sentenced to six years in prison for a 2007 collision near Hot Springs in Arkansas, killed a young lady, a cousin of former President Bill Clinton. Norman was under the influence of prescription painkillers at the time of the crash, but he is out now. And Cole Norman is one heck of a trainer. I'm telling you what, every time I, I dig up Oakland over these past, these past meets and I haven't seen him, it's hurt because Cole Norman is someone to be reckoned with. You can see him down in Louisiana. You can see him anywhere. Europe's Betfair, they paid $50 million and purchased TVG. What channel is it on? It's Betfair time. $50 million they ponied up. This will make Churchill as the India's biggest television and account wagering company. That is stepping up big time. TVG, which stands for Television Games Network, went nationwide in 1999 from its, roots, from its roots as a test concept in Jefferson County in Louisville, and initially available in 1.1 million homes, now in over 30.6 million homes in 16 states, and handled $480 million in bets in 2007. So good luck, Betfair. It's looking good in your way. Congratulations goes out to New York handicapper John Conti. captures the DRF NTRA National Handicapping Championship and a $500,000 first prize. John, 68 years old from Oceanside, New York, handicapper of the year in the $1 million daily racing form NTRA Handicapping Ship, at, which concluded Saturday at the Red Rock Casino in Vegas. He's a former New York Post handicapper. The grass is greener is his tout sheet. I like that. The grass is greener, and I love the way he breaks it down. It couldn't get any better than this. My whole life has been a series of wouldas, coulda, shouldas, said Condi, and he's been married for 21 years to his wife, Arlene, six children, ten grandchildren. I made it to the winner's circle, and if I win five more of these contests, I might be even. John, you have a sense of humor, and you have a big check to cash. So once again, congratulations out to John Conti of Oceanside, New York, and plus, he gets a trip to go back next year. That's right. When you take it down, you actually get to come back and go back for next year for free. It's on the house. Well, it's that time, and we always talk about biggins. Nope, it's not a man's magazine. We're going to kick it off. We're going to start it off, and I'll probably end it up in our third segment with our man, Derby Dan. But actually, we want to start it off before we have our special guest. We're going to start with Friday, January 23rd. There was 82 biggins hit. Some of those dimensions, Santa Anita race number eight winning ponies knocks down a super high five key for over $15,000. Golden Gate, a super high five key over 11000 Winning ponies was doing their homework. They were pretty good on Friday, January 23rd, 82 total. And those are just a few to mention. As I said, they're not limited to just one track. 
one circuit, just a few races, they can do it all. They can take your track, your favorite track, or any track you like out there. Saturday, January 24th, 85 total, capped off with Fairgrounds. Race number six, a Superfecta, $26,163.60. And Santa Anita, race seven, a Supervecta, 15,784 clams. Not a bad day's work just for dialing up winning ponies. Well, it is time to head into a break. When we return, we are going to be talking with Mr. Jack Hanessian, General Manager of River Downs, here on Winning Ponies. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Duty, freedom, country, family. They're the values that make America strong and what our armed forces are fighting to defend. While many talk about these ideals without action, they are just empty words. If you think America's military families deserve more, log on to thanksusa.org. It's a great way to thank our troops and give military families the gift of education. Thanksusa.org. Scholarships for America's military families. You can make a difference. What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with WinningPonies.com, the home of Horstradamus, handicapper extraordinaire with the most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry. Let WinningPonies.com make some money for you. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, Ed Meyer. Got a tip for us? Need a tip from us? If you want to talk with Ed or his guests, the phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to ed at winningponies.com. Now back to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. And welcome back once again to Winning Ponies. I'm Ed Meyer, and I'm here each and every Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific, Depending on which side of the coast you're on, talking about the sport of kings. And as I said, you can dial us up at one 346 9144 You can always drop me an email at ed at winningponies.com. Throw out real quick the recap of last, the trivia question, I should say, because no one hit it last week. But this is a softball for you. Trivia question of the week. Who rode charismatic to win the 1999 Derby? Dial us up and you'll take yourself home some cool Winning Ponies gear. It is during this segment of the week that we have our special guest, and Winning Ponies is pleased to have General Manager of Riverdowns, Mr. Jack Anessian. Good evening, Jack. Welcome to Winning Ponies. Hi, Ed. How are you? Very well, sir. Thanks for taking your time and joining us. 
Glad to do it. Well, we're very glad you are. And I'm just sitting here watching the Trotters, and it looks pretty cold wherever. Yonkers, it looks very cold. It looks like they got more snow than, uh, than uh, Ohio has altogether. Well, you can say that. Ohio is really cold. Jack, uh, would you mind entertaining our listeners a little bit with a little bit about you, uh, where you started and, and how you came to take the Helmet River Downs? Well, I'm a California native, and I, I gave up the sunshine and moved to Ohio back in 1977, uh, to, uh, to run the operations here at River Downs. Uh, I was a practicing lawyer. I was part of the, uh, the group that founded or found the opportunity at River Downs back in 1975. And uh, it's a, a big change from practicing law to running a racetrack. But it's been a lot of fun. Uh, it's very, very interesting, and I've seen the sport go up and down. Well, since 1975, since your inception of actually finding River Downs, is uh, back then the pearl that uh, has been uh, has brought along. I'm sure you have seen many of the ups and downs. Jack, the overview of racing's problem in the state of Ohio, how can you put your finger on that? The problem with racing, and not necessarily Ohio, Ohio is a... Uh, a smaller state for racing. Uh, the racing world, as you know, uh, requires competitive purses, uh, and, and the problem with Ohio racing is our purses are very low compared to surrounding states, and that doesn't attract the best horses. So we work very, very hard. Uh, we're fortunate at River Downs because we're on the border with Kentucky. Kentucky as you know, is the premier state for breeding and horse racing. And if uh, we could offer higher purses, we could attract better horses. And with the better horses and the better purses come uh, the better jockeys. And, uh, you know, it is a sport that's been uh, the sport of kings, as you said, and uh, uh, it's been around for many, many years, and uh, it can come back. But uh, racing needs help. Uh, It has a lot of competition out there. Right about now, the media is starting to take a full attention. I don't know if it's just putting this antenna up or, or it's really focusing in with the, the uh, January 2009 quoted in the Columbus Dispatch, the Business Courier of Cincinnati, the Cincinnati Inquirer. Jack, what is needed now to get racing off of life support? Ray, Ohio racing in particular, because uh, that's the one I'm most familiar with, but uh, I think racing in general... Uh, the advent of internet wagering, the ad, uh, the the co- increased competition from uh, surrounding states for different types of wagering, uh, casinos, uh, other racetracks that offer alternate gaming uh, that increases their purse base. Uh, these all different forms of competition have taken away from uh, the. Uh, attendance and wagering at the racetracks. You know, these racetracks were built, for the most part, in the 1920s and 1930s. Yes, some of them have been here longer than that, but our particular track was built in 1925. And they were open grandstands and uh, very uh, unique construction. And uh, the type of facilities we have uh, are not your ordinary facility that uh, has... uh, uh, easy maintenance and uh, you know, low-cost operations. Uh, a big facility with uh, a lot of uh, open space requires a lot of maintenance. 
And back in the days when racing was grand, uh, people would come to the races. That was the only place you could make a wager uh, other than Las Vegas and after that, Atlantic City. So because of the uh, nature of the business, racing just flourished because it was the place. If you like to watch the horse and the beautiful animal that it is, you like to watch the horse and have fun a day at the races and make a wager, uh, it was a lot of fun to come to the races. But in more recent years and times, uh, the Internet, intertrack wagering, uh, when Internet tra- intertrack wagering came, uh, you didn't have to come to the racetrack. You could go to your nearest uh, uh, local racetrack. Uh, I know in, in our uh, situation, uh, being in Cincinnati, uh, during our season, uh, we would attract customers from Indianapolis, from Dayton, uh, even Louisville after Churchill Downs closed, uh, and Lexington after uh, Keeneland closed. Uh, but with the advent of intertrack wagering, you had uh, betting shops opening up all around, and it wasn't necessary for them to come in order to make a bet on a horse. So these are the factors that have caused racing to suffer. You know, when you talk about racing suffering, things on a decline in where things once were, where they are now, the reason behind this is many, but one reason that you hear very little about, and it's now coming to the forefront, you're seeing it a lot in the print media, the American Horse Council Federation estimates that the Ohio horse industry produces goods and services at $1.4 billion and 16,600 full-time jobs. That's not including the veterinarians, trainers, and security concession, and the other employees. So there's a lot of jobs at stake. It's not insignificant. Yes, that's true. I mean, people don't, they think of horse racing as uh, uh, horses and jockeys running around a racetrack, and uh, there's 12 of them in a race, uh, 12 to 14 in a race, and that's it. And you have a few people taking wagers for the uh, public, but it's deeper than that. You have the trainers and the trainers help and the people who provide the feed and the hay and beyond that the farms that breed the horses and the veterinarians that take care of the horses so it's a deep rooted industry and it is more than just the racetrack the racetrack is the final step in the preparation and raising of a horse for competition and uh, it, it it is a deep industry and as you mentioned it's uh, the the studies have shown that Ohio uh, has 16,000 people uh, in this industry, uh, and if something isn't done, it might be in jeopardy. You know, when you talk about being in jeopardy, it's not that Ohio River Downs or any, any of the other tracks have just stood by with their hands in their pockets. We're making baby steps, small strides. Governor Strickland, the governor of Ohio, nudged the lottery to add Keno. I think that this was a baby step. I don't know how Keno is being really received by the public. Well, I don't either. I mean, uh, we we were excited when uh, at least the new administration, uh, after Governor Taft, at least saw an opportunity to increase uh, revenues to the state uh, through the lottery system. And uh, uh, by adding Keno, uh, which is uh, a continuous uh, lottery, you know, just every four minutes. Uh, we jumped on board. We added it to uh, our facility, and uh, it, it has helped a little bit, but it's not 
it's it's not what it's going to take to save the industry. It's a small Band-Aid on a very big, not to say problem, but issue, I should say. Jack, will there be racing in 2009 at Riverdowns this year? Oh, yes. I mean, we were granted our dates, and we intend fully to run the dates. Uh, We have traditionally run approximately 100 days. Uh, This year it's 102 days. And yes, the answer is yes. Well, it's one of the most picturesque tracks. It's beautiful. It's right along the river. It's a smaller track, but one of the most beautiful tracks that I've ever had the the pleasure of actually seeing. And I also work there as uh, director of marketing uh, for you. And I have to say that uh, it should be on everyone's map to actually make a trip to the river and see it in all its beauty and grandeur and in the pageantry with the, the runners. Jack, I have to ask you, if all goes well and, and the magic wand were waved, if gaming was allowed in Ohio, what expansion plans, if any, are on the horizon? Well, I, you would, you would uh, build a facility that would accommodate it. You just look uh, to our, our uh, west in Indiana. There are two racetracks there that uh, just recently, a little over a year ago, uh, introduced uh, slot machines as part of the uh, offering at the racetrack. And the revenue from the slot machines not only supplement the operation of the racetrack, but they also enhance the purses. So now they are a direct threat uh, to racing uh, in Ohio and also in Kentucky. Uh, their purses uh, are going to continue to increase and uh, attract the better horses, and it just has a spiral down effect. For the, for the patrons, players, and everyone interested in racing, and especially in Ohio, is there anything that players, concerned citizens, or Ohio residents can do to help the issue facing this Ohio landmark? Sure, you can contact your state representatives, your senators, the uh, racer. You can contact the governor's office and say something has to be done. We love the sport. We love the animal. Uh, the, the horse racing is just a little bit different than a casino. It, it involves the animal, the beauty of the race. Uh, yes, there's a raise, wagering element to it, but that's what keeps it going. Uh, yeah, I would urge them to either write or contact their state representative, the Ohio state representative, the uh, state senators, and uh, those people that control our destiny. No, we are totally regulated by the state, so uh, we are a creature of the state. So uh, our survival depends on uh, their decision to keep us going. Jack is a man that has seen the good, the bad, and the in-between. I don't believe the 85th year is going to be the final and last of River Downs. With good luck on our side and, and uh, the racing powers to be in the rating, racing gods on our side, River Downs in the state of Ohio can continue to flourish. Winning Ponies would love to say thank you for being our special guest this week and enlightening us on this state of Ohio racing. Thank you, Ed. Thank you very much, Jack. That's been Jack Anessian, General Manager of River Downs, bringing to light everything about the state of Ohio racing, River Downs, and everything in between. Very interesting. Very interesting. Time to head out to another break. When we return, we're going to be talking about handicapping for the weekend. Looking forward to our resident calling handicapper dangerous dance. So stay tuned for more Winning Ponies.
The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a bitch's ass and then move on. I just, I just think that the coach made a mistake. All crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. When you have a stroke, you may not even notice it right away. But then... Time passes, and the symptoms get worse. One minute you feel fine, and the next, your speech could be slurred or not make sense. One side of your body might become numb. You might see double. You drop the TV remote because you can't hold up your arm. That's because, after a stroke, every minute you don't get help is another minute that your brain is being starved of oxygen. The warning signs of a stroke include sudden numbness or weakness of the face, arm, or leg, sudden trouble seeing, speaking, or understanding. If you experience any of these warning signs, call 911 immediately, because time lost is brain lost. Visit strokeassociation.org or call 1-888-4-STROKE today. A public service announcement from the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with winningponies.com, the home of Horstradamus, handicapper extraordinaire with the most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry. Let winningponies.com make some money for you. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, Ed Meyer. Got a tip for us? Need a tip from us? If you want to talk with Ed or his guests, the phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to ed at winningponies.com. Now back to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. Welcome back to Winning Ponies. I'm Ed Meyer. We're each in your ear each and every Thursday in your ear. Every Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, talking about the sport of kings. You can dial us up at 1-888-346-9144 and 1-888-346-9144. If you missed our last segment, Mr. General Manager Jack Hanessian talking about the state of Ohio racing and his track, River Downs, which he holds near and dear, and he's been with for a very, very long time. Speaking about a long time, we got a long time coming with this guy. That's Dangerous Dan. Good evening, Dangerous. Good evening, Ed. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm not doing too bad. Everything is uh, calm and cool in my land, uh, except that I'm in need of some winners from you. We could all use a couple winners. Speaking of winners, uh, last Friday, I believe you uh, finished second in the handicapping contest, I heard. <laughs> I'm telling you, I-, I, was, I was talking about the worst beat of the world. You lead by, I mean, I probably shouldn't be crying. You, you lead for three races, and then you just cough it up. I mean, you were there, Dan. I know you, you were there, and you saw me cough it up. I mean, you know, you should come up with some sort of cool nickname for a guy that just coughs it up in the final 16th of a mile. 
I think it's called Choker. <laughs> choker it is. Hey, Dan, before we kick up, I'm going to finish up with the biggins. I left off with Sunday, January 25th, 2009, 47 total biggins. Get a load of this one, Dangerous. Santa Anita race number nine, a super high five, a very cool wager indeed. $74,000, Not bad at all. Sunland Park race number three, a super effective key. Six thousand two sixteen eighty Charlestown, your favorite place, Charlie Down, race number nine, a superfecta, over three thousand dollars. Then we're going to Monday, January twenty sixth, twenty nine total biggins. Not a bad Monday at all. Mountaineer race number one, a tri key, over fourteen hundred dollars. Philadelphia Park race a six through eight, a pick three, twelve hundred dollars. Fairgrounds race number five, superfecta key, over twelve hundred beans as well. Tuesday, January 27th, 24 biggins total. Biggin of the day goes to Sunland Park, race number eight. Superfecta key, $1,450.80. On to Wednesday, January 28th, six total. Delta, Delta Downs, race number seven. Superfecta box, over $1,000. And then today, there were seven at the time when I pulled this up. Tampa Bay Downs was the top biggin of the day. Superfecta key, over $3,300. Not too bad, eh, Dan? Not too bad. It's big money. I mean, do you think you can compete with that? Uh, probably not, Ed. <laughs> Wait a minute. You're supposed to say, yes, Ed, and I've got them right here, and where do we begin, Danny Boy? I was feeling really confident. Uh, <laughs> you mean I made you crawl back into your hole? Pretty much. Well, it was something I read. Uh, seventh is Santa Anita, the Santa Monica Handicap, grade one uh, for Phillies and Mares, four-year-olds and up, one seven furlongs. I loved Indian Blessing, but uh, Baffert's saying she's not going to run. You're kidding. What, what, what happened? What, what is the ailment? Uh, I have no idea. I didn't read the whole article, but, uh, but she's not going to run. So she looks like a scratch. I was going to try to beat Ventura with her. It looks like Ventura may have everything is her own way, the five-year-old mare, daughter of Chester House. You love Chester House, don't you, Dan? I love Chester House. That Arlington Million was just awesome. <laughs> you know, we go back a long ways. And you know, and you continue to torture me with one race, one horse, and Chester House did win, but was not the best horse that day. I that, that's for another. I think he was. That's for another day. You got to the winner's circle. <laughs> you got. And you know what? And you're the one who cashed, and I didn't. Five year old mare by Chester House. Do you think Venture? This is a walkover. It, well, I'm, I'm still going to try to beat her. If anybody can beat her, uh, I believe Baroness Thatcher has the the best chance. Uh, Five year old mare by Johannesburg. Um, Patrick Bancone is returned to training, as we talked about last week. Got a uh, Joseph Talamo in the irons. Look at the bullet work. January 26th, four furlongs of 46 and two. Probably put the blinkers on because they're adding them for her. And they say trainers work 365 days a year. Here's proof. This horse worked out on Christmas Day morning. Four furlongs of 47 and three. I think this Philly or this mare has a has a shot of beating Ventura because Ventura hasn't ran since October. If anybody can beat her, I believe that it may be Baroness Thatcher. You know, Dan, you bring up a good point. Three for four in the money at Santa Anita, liking the synthetic oval. I like the third off of a layoff angle. And, you know, they're only going to go seven panels in there, cutting back from mile and the 16th to six and a half furlongs, packing on the blinkers, which uh, yields Patrick Biancone a 33% edge in here. She is shooting more bullets than Jesse James in the morning. I like Baroness Thatcher. I, I think you're bringing up a really good point, but I think they're going to be all out to take Ventura. I mean, should we box them up, you think? Yeah, box it up. Um, I would put them both in a pick three. And uh, the Humana Distaff is uh, looking nice. Uh, look at that race. 
the Humana Distaff. Okay, so do we need to uh, do we need to stretch out? Do we need to dial up winning ponies so we can stretch it out there and uh, maybe uh, capitalize on some exotic uh, wagers? Uh, you may you may want to, Ed. You may want to. Uh, I might have to dig in deeper. What, can I get a loan from you now? No. <laughs> okay, at least you were honest about it. Where do we go from here, Danny Boy? Go to 11th the Turfway, Ed. Let's, let's take a look at uh, Music City, uh, WBN Stakes. Music City is a three-year-old Colt uh, written by Otto Thorworth for Bill Hembreck. Uh, I think this race is a walkover. I think this, uh, this Colt wins for fun. Wow. Those are big words. Music City, Bill Hembreck. I mean, he's winning 18% of the time, two for three at Turfway. I like the look of your three-year-old Colt, Danny. But I'm going to tell you what, I mean, you know, I'm going to box him up, but I'm going to give you a maiden that kind of looks pretty good in there. And I think we talked about Point Given many, many a times. Actually, Point Given made his big-time start on Kentucky Cup Day before springing onto the national scene. Mike Maker, who set the Churchill record, winning at 40% of Turfway. Ken and Sarah Ramsey also set the owner record. Victor LeBron in the Irons. Third start off a layoff. Goes from aqueduct to the synthetic surface. I like the way the maiden looking mighty fast looks. Yeah, I, I, I'm putting I'm putting him underneath. If you look at uh, you know, the the angle is is, is there. Point given better at two turns. And uh, first race of of uh, Music City's career, um, looking mighty fast ran second that race um, when uh the first first start of his career. So uh. Music City's broke broke his maiden and came back and won allowance. Looking mighty fast though is you know Michael Maker don't enter him just to run him. He's he's out to win this race. I think you're. I think that's a pretty fair assessment there. You know I like as I charm you underneath as well. Larry Holt uh, horses ran two eighty plus buyers. Um, he he looks a fit and if he goes two turns he could be he could be something to reckon with too. But I think Music City uh, Music City I believe is definitely the horse to beat. Right at Turfway Park, the $50,000 EBN is kind of their their stepping stone. I believe it's the president, and then they go to the EBN, and then they go to, is it the, where do they the, go from there? Pataglia. Pataglia. The Pataglia. And, then, and then from there? And from, well, they go to Pataglia. Isn't there, uh, the Pataglia is to prep for the uh, Lane's End. Lane's End, correct. And, uh, I'm, you know, I'm the major stepping stone here for, for catching all the, all the Turfway angles. So you're gonna, definitely going to want to pay attention to Dan's picks there. Where do we go from there, Danny Boy? Let's go to the seventh of Gulfstream, the Holy Bull, grade three for three-year-old Colts. Um, nice field here, Ed. Very good race. Uh, going to have a lot of options here. I'm going to go with Danger to Society, three-year-old Colt by uh, Harlan's Holiday out of a deputy minister mayor. Robbie Alvarado, when uh, he teams up with Ken McPeak the, at Gulfstream, he's, they're 50%, and uh, jockey trainer for the year is uh, 29%. Um, horse went wire to wire and a money allowance going a mile and eighth at Gulfstream with Alvarado up to ride. And the horse looks pretty good. He's going to, he's good field here, Ed. Um, I think this horse should win this from right off the face. Very solid field. Harlan's Holiday established himself as uh, a superior sire. $300,000 uh, they paid as a sales uh, uh, ring for this uh, three year old colt by Harlan's Holiday, Danny Boy. Trying to make it three in a row. I think. Uh, Ken McPeak's words were exactly. I think I have something special here. Yeah, and I think I think we're going to find out. Like the real deal. Yeah, uh, the way he actually won in the money allowance race, I do agree to that. Okay, seventh in the books. Where do we head from there? 
Heading from there. Oh, by the way, I like Rockland underneath of that horse head. Rockland. Okay, now we oh, got yeah, an exacta. Hey, before you before you make your next pick, eighth race at Gulfstream. We're going to see a little bit of history made here. We're going to see eh, maybe not history yet, but you know, I'm kind of anxious about this. Kind of, yeah, kind of anxious. Full brother to Barbaro, maybe. A full brother to Barbaro is actually going to make his first start. Now, Canner, I've heard uh, even on uh, I think it was TVG tonight, Nickener. Nickener. <laughs> But you know what, Nickener, Nike, Hanner, either which way, Prado, Mike, Matz, and you're going to get the same connections right back as Barbaro. Yeah, that's correct. And also you're getting, you know, Dynaformer, La Villa Rouge. Uh, it's a full brother to Barbaro. Um, this horse um, is named after one of the hounds that's in the picture. If anybody watched the uh, special on HBO, you know what I'm talking about. And... uh uh, the, the, uh, this horse is going to be bad, and you know, it, uh, sentimental. Maybe get a couple, a few dollars on him. I'm going to try to beat him. Uh, there's a lot of nice, um, nice price horses in here. Um, you're looking around, uh, you know, unbridled Carnal, Cardinal, Jillian Lepereau for Zito. I think Zito gave the horse a once around, which he's known for. You don't see Zito win with a bunch of first time starters. Horse had a poor start. Look for an improved effort by unbridled Cardinal in this in this event. Got a nice rider aboard, I and mean, I'm still going to stay with Nicanor Dan. Uh, today is actually the two-year anniversary of the passing of Barbaro. Yeah, I remember, and uh, I, I did see. I was at Gulfstream when Barbaro won the Florida Derby. Uh, Michael Matz was kind enough to sign my racing for him. When I saw, I don't get a lot of autographs, but when I saw Barbaro win, um, I thought we were going to see something. Well, we did see something special, but um, I was like, you know, I, I want to get part of history. And uh, he was nice enough, very nice guy. Michael Matz is one of the good guys in racing. I agree with you right there. Uh, Matz, uh, he brings him ready. He's, he's a bit, I'm not going to say hotball, but I'm, I'm just going to say very particular. Yes. That, that he really, really calms his, uh, his runners down with a fine-tooth comb, and, and they do not come without uh, every, every hair in place. Every step uh, polished. I, I think that Michael Matz is, is a trainer, not just to be reckoned with, one to be admired. And, uh, and you know, I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to, uh, to what we actually have, have on board on that day. I mean, I think uh, many people actually, actually mentioned in the top 40 already by Jenny Reese of the Courier Journal, Nick Canner, we need to be watching. So, with that being said, Dan, I think we're going to have to finish real. up in the next segment with uh, if we get any more dangerous Dan. Or can you stick around with us? Yeah, I can stick around. i got one more to give you. Hey, I like that, my man. I like that. Well, it is time to head to another break. When we return, we're going to finish up with Dangerous Dan. We're going to do some white-knuckle handicapping. And you've yet to hit the trivia question of the week. Who wrote Charismatic to the 99 Derby? Give us a call, 1-888-346-9144, if you've got the answer here on Winning Ponies. Take too much to touch her. From what I heard, she got a baby, my buster. My best friend said she used to fuck with Usher. I don't care what none of y'all say. I still love her. Now I ain't saying she a go. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. And they're 
what? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with winningponies.com, the home of Horstradamus, handicapper extraordinaire with the most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry. Let winningponies.com make some money for you. When you have a stroke, you may not even notice it right away. But then, time passes, and the symptoms get worse. One minute you feel fine, and the next, your speech could be slurred or not make sense. One side of your body might become numb. You might see double. You drop the TV remote because you can't hold up your arm. That's because, after a stroke, every minute you don't get help is another minute that your brain is being starved of oxygen. The warning signs of a stroke include sudden numbness or weakness of the face, arm, or leg, sudden trouble seeing, speaking, or understanding. If you experience any of these warning signs, call 911 immediately, because time lost is brain lost. Visit strokeassociation.org or call 1-888-4-STROKE-TODAY. A public service announcement from the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports you're tuned in to winning ponies with your host ed meyer got a tip for us need a tip from us if you want to talk with ed or his guests the phone lines are now open toll free at 1-888-346-9144 that's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to ed at winningponies.com. Now back to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. And welcome back once again to Winning Ponies. I'm Ed Meyer. Thank you for joining us as we enter the final furlong of this week's show. We'd like to thank Mr. Jack and Essien and our man Dangerous Dan, who's still online. Dangerous, who's still there. there. You know what? I misquoted there. Jenny Reese in the Courier-Journal. Superior handicapper has Danger Society number twelve on runners to watch. Guess who's number twenty six? Nikaner. Yeah, Nikaner. So you know what? You have to respect Jenny Reese. Incredible writer. Very nice handicapper. And an all around good lady. Danny boy, where do we go from here? Let's go to the ninth at Gulfstream. The Don handicap, grade one, purse of five hundred thousand dollars, four year olds and upwards. Uh, nice field here at. Uh, I had to look around and really study, and I, I keep coming back to Arson Squad, uh, Prado, Dutro, uh, six-year-old Gelding. When you you put you team these two up, they're, they're hard to beat. This horse just lost the Cigar Mile by one length, and uh, race before that, the Meadowlands Cup won by two lengths over a Knock Nacal. I'm gonna I'm gonna play that exacta. I'm gonna play uh, Arson Squad with a Knock Nacal, and probably throw Albertus Maximus in there as well. You know, I wanted to bet, I mentioned Albertus Maximus, uh, Alan Garcia, very nice rider. I think he's going to be one of the next up-and-coming big boys on the scene. Give him just a little more time to uh, just to work out the kinks. This guy can really get it done. Do we see a little bounce here out of the Breeders' Cup Dirt Mile uh, winner, Danny, from Albertus Maximus? I don't like to play him when they've been off that long, um, off the layoff like that. I like to give him one. I think he'll hit the board. I don't really 
for sure if uh, he's going to win. I think he may have attracted Gomez if if they were really if he was really cranked up. He may have. He may not have. Um, here's something I got a question for you, Ed. Finally made it. Ran last week. Why would you bring this horse back in a Grade One? You know that that is a good question. Uh, you finally made it. Uh, what are you finally pushing it for? I mean, you won the Sunshine, or excuse me, uh, running the Sunshine Millions Classic. I mean, was that just a prep? Did you get a little wind? I mean, they say a race is the the equivalent of, uh, uh, or excuse me, one work equates to uh, there are three races. I mean, uh, what can you do with this, Dan? I mean, what what do you do with this information? I, I don't know, but the, the the only thing I can find is I don't I don't think this horse has a shot in here, but. The last time this horse did this kind of a maneuver it was back in July 25th of 08, and it ran him back August 3rd of 08, and he won and ran a 103 buyer. I just so, say dismiss it. Yeah, dismiss I just it. say dismiss Nice work uh, before the uh, Sunshine Million, but uh, I wouldn't do this to this horse, I don't think. I, I think they should uh, give the horse a little time. I, I don't like, I'm not a believer in running them back in a week at all. I agree with you. Dangerous, I'm going to cut you loose here. We've got your picks, so I'm going to give it a couple of my own. And as usual, my friend, thank you very much. No problem, Ed. We'll see you next week at the race, standing boy. All right, buddy. All right, that's been Dangerous Dan dealing and wheeling up. Plenty of winners. Hope you're listening up tight. Speaking of listening up tight, it's time to do some white-knuckle handicapping. I'm going to throw out a few myself. We're going to start on Saturday, the second race at Aqueduct, a one-mile maiden, claiming $16,000, can't stand losing. Eddie Castro on the saddle, this three-year-old gelding, goes from six furlongs to a mile for Dominic Chitino. Wins 10% and 37% in the money on this move. Drops in claiming from Maiden 25 down to Maiden 16. I like can't stand losing, and I don't think you're going to have to worry about it. I think uh, they're, they're really spotting this, this runner in the right place, and Catcher should stalk right off the pace. That is can't stand losing in the second in Aqueduct on Saturday. Then we go right to the third race at Aqueduct. It is claiming 10-2 lifetime. I like Wondrous day. C.C. Lopez up for Mark Hennig. Two for four in the money at Aqueduct on the inner track. Second off of a layoff and comes back to a lower level and has a speed rider up today. C.C. Lopez, probably one of the best speed riders that I've seen uh, out there. I mean, he's very consistent on uh, in everything he runs. He can get speed out of a turnip. This guy can really get them out of the gate, and he knows how to monitor the pace. You've heard about riders having a clock in their head. I think he has two or three. C.C. Lopez for Henning. I think this is a very nice run here. Claiming 10-2 lifetime at the third at Aqueduct. They're going to go a mile and 70. Dropping down a class gets Mark Henning, 38% in the money. Wondrous day. Get all you want. Then we go on to the second at Gulfstream. $35,000 claiming a mile and a 16th on the turf. I like Optimer. Edgar Prada, Richard Dutro. They've been winning 27% in the last 60 days together. Second off of a brief layoff, and Dutra wins 17% with turf runners, 47% in the money. Throw out that last race, and he was three wide and tired. Beaten favorite, that's a nice angle for me to play. And for a rider who is 43% in the money over the green. So I love Optimer in the second race at Gulfstream. To me, he just kind of jumps out. Seventh race at Gulfstream, the mile and eighth hauling bull. Dangerous Dan was talking about it. $150,000 up for grabs. Danger to society. Must overcome Westside Bernie to be considered, uh, uh, you know, for the ranks of greatness here. But uh, Robbie Alvarado from McPeak teams up. 27%, 29% the last 60 days. And we've got 86% in the money. That's incredible. 
three-year-old Colt has a hot sire. Harlan's Holiday, I cannot say enough about. I think you're going to be hearing a lot of great things. Danger to society. We're going to know after the Holy Bull, is he going to be a danger on his way to the Breeders' Cup? If he is, I think you'll see very little of him before that first Saturday in May. Eighth race at Gulfstream, made in special weight. i got to go with the full brother to the ill-fated 2006 Derby winner, Barbaro. That is Nicanor in the eighth race at Gulfstream. Breaks from the four post. Edgar Prado for Michael Matz. If it sounds familiar, it's because it is. That was the rider and trainer of Barbaro. Very nice on January 25th at Palm Meadows. Nice place to work. Horses relax and they can focus on business. Heard his damn La Ville Rouge wins 100% with her two-year-olds, two starters, two wins, and two of them are stakes winners. So you can't squabble there. Nicanor looks to be the real deal. Bred to be something very special. We wish him nothing but the best of luck because we'd love to see a brother of Barbaro actually come back to the track and do something special. Don Handicap in the ninth. I agree with Danny. I'll make it easy. Ditto. Arson Squad. You're going to ask me why I'm going against Albertus Maximus. First off, a layoff, a new barn with McLaughlin. Who wins 15%, 19% with shippers? But that big million-dollar question is, I look for a horse that bounce off a victory in the Breeders' Cup dirt. I'm going to go with Arson Squad. I'm going to go with my man, Derby Dam. Fifth race is Santa Anita. I like keep thinking. Aaron Greider for Owen Hardy. A $2.4 million Keeneland sales purchase. We picked one last week, and you get what you pay for. Fifth at Santa Anita. Keep thinking and keep cashing. Seventh race, Santa Anita, the Santa Monica Handicap. I love Ventura. I didn't care who was in the race. Garrett Gomez and Bobby Frankel, bet early, bet often, and get yourself fat for the race. Well, those are my picks. You've heard Derby Dance. You've had plenty of handicapping. And hopefully you had a pencil in hand and you've been able to take those down. And for those that actually dodged the question of the week, it was Chris Antley, the late Chris Antley. What a ride, in fact, it was was actually uh, charismatic, was available for an optional claiming $62,000 race in California, but actually goes on to win the biggest race and then most historic race, I should say, in racing the first Saturday May, the Kentucky Derby. And that was a big day, one day that we're never going to forget. Chris Hanley raising his hand to the sky, and he really looked good. Well, time flies when you're talking horses. We'd like to thank you for tuning in to this week's show. And we'd also like to thank Mr. Jack and Essie from Riverdown for taking his time to join us here at Winning Ponies. And as usual, our man Dangerous Dan for his predictions. And they're always on top. And most importantly, you for tuning in to us. So until next week, may your winners be many and your photos be few. listening to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. We know the information from today's show will help you at the next post. Keep listening for more next Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network.